0: Everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast again today. So uh, we're continuing with the NFL division uh, previews, and we'll be talking today about the NFC North. Okay, So this division is made up of the Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, and Detroit Lions. Uh, so we'll be talking about them in that order today. Um, yeah, with that being said, uh, let's uh, go ahead and hop right into it here so the chicago bears kicking it off uh qb situation here in chicago is what everybody is trying to figure out right now obviously matt nagy uh high on andy dalton in the beginning then transferred to uh justin fields now You know, no one knows exactly what's going to happen here. No one knows exactly how Justin Fields is going to play. Everybody wants to sit there and say, and and this happens every year with major prospects coming out into the NFL draft, NBA draft, whatever it is. Oh, my God, this guy's going to be amazing. He's going to be an all-star. He's going to be the starter there. They drafted him to be this. I I understand. I hear what everybody's saying. However, you never know how this is going to happen. There are always busts. There are always guys who overperform, underperform. That is how it is. That is why it's just not a a set thing. Uh, You know, so... I, nobody should be thinking what we can expect from Justin Fields. Uh, personally, when I look at the tape, I'm not uh, very impressed. I have not been impressed by Justin Fields. I do not think that he is going to transition very well into the NFL. Now, he may have a, a decent beginning season. He gets out there, plays really well. I think the team has some good bones to it, and I think that there's some opportunity here for the team to play well. I believe that the challenge has been more on the offensive play calling standpoint. I I, I don't think that the I, – I don't believe that Matt Nagy has done the best job of utilizing this team to its best ability. I'm not taking anything away from him as a coach. I think he's a good coach. However, I don't believe that the – play calling has been to the best the best advantage for this team. I think mean, there's a lot of weapons. I think they have the ability to play with anyone out there and be able to compete at a higher level than what they have. I, I think they had a disappointing year because they somewhat relied a little too much on certain schemes and didn't get away from it. You know, the run game, the scheming for the blocking and stuff. I, I'm telling you from what I see from David Montgomery, he has a great, a great ability to him. Uh, you know, he's very talented, I think there's a lot for him. You know, he doesn't go down the first hit. He's patient, takes his reads. He can make some good moves. He's got a good spin move out there. And, and I really think that he is a guy who has the ability to be a lead back in the NFL and a quality lead back at, at that matter. So the challenge I have here, again, it's not necessarily um, – you know, with the team thinking that they underperformed or anything like that. I just think that they can play a bit better if you change the schemes up, don't stick so much to certain types of schemes that teams know that you're going to run at you. Okay. If we look at you know, some of the stats from the previous year, you know, Mitch Trubisky was, was the main guy for the most part. Um, you know, he played, he had 10 games, uh, as, you know, Nick Foles only had nine. So there is a discrepancy there, uh, 2000 yards to 1800 yards. And if you look at the completion percentage, Mitch Trubisky played better. He had 70, uh, 67, uh, completion percentage, whereas Nick Foles had 64.7. And, you know, it's just, it's just interesting, you know, the completions, Less completions by Mitch Trubisky, but more yards. So he's getting the ball downfield. He averaged at one yard uh, more per per catch um, than Nick Foles, and average per game twenty five yards, uh, twenty yards more on average. And you know he threw more touchdowns, sixteen to eight uh, touchdown to interception ratio, as opposed to Nick Foles, who was ten to eight. Which to me is not all that great. It's almost fifty fifty up there. So. Um. anyway they brought in Andy Dalton I think Andy Dalton can be a good quality starter I really do I think he did okay for the Bengals and honestly there's definitely things with that Bengals team that was keeping them from winning outside of just Andy Dalton uh, there were some defensive issues they had um, as well as some offensive line issues and I believe that they can have the right play calling have the right scheming when it comes to the run block pass block They'll do okay. So we'll just have to see how that goes from a quarterback standpoint. Again, I don't have as much faith in Justin Fields as everyone else does. Not saying that he can't be a starter. Not saying he can't be a qualified guy in the NFL. I just think he is going to struggle, and I don't see him being as, as high up on my list as everybody's hyping him to be. Now, looking at the running back situation, again, we talked about David Montgomery. I'm telling you guys, this guy is good. He did average 4.3 yards per carry, but I'm telling you, that is look at the, look at the scheming. Look at the block scheming. Look at the way that they did block for him. People missed blocks. People didn't. I mean, he was getting hit in the backfield way too much. And and he even when he didn't get hit in the backfield, he had a wall at the line of scrimmage. So this guy, I think, has a lot more opportunity out there to do something. You know, he played 15 games, so he missed one. He still was over 1,000 yards for the season. His longest was 80. His average yards per carry, like I said, 4.3, which was pretty high on the team. Uh, From that standpoint, it wasn't the highest. Obviously, you have some outliers in there. I mean, heck, there's a linebacker that had, you know, 11 uh, yards per carry on one carry. So uh, it's definitely interesting when you look at it, but he had eight touchdowns. You know, he had 71 yards per game. That's efficient that's efficient you know I don't think that's something you can look down on or look bad at I think he played pretty well um for the season and so Tariq Cohen coming back from his injury uh you know we'll see how that goes I know there's uh, some issues with him right now going into train camp and everything but uh, I do believe he's going to be uh coming back still be a little bit of a force and I know they picked up some guys in free agency we'll see what happens with that again I think David Montgomery should be your lead back and if they put enough into him I think he's got a good chance to continue playing well and be the lead back there and and Lead them on to, to witty games, having successful skis. I think he's capable of doing that. Now, the wide receiving core, Anthony Miller, has moved on. That is a guy that, man, you really thought he was going to be a bear for life, but uh, they did move on, shipped him out to Houston, uh, and now they are left with uh, Darnell Moody, Allen Robinson from uh, last year as far as their top you know their top three people because Anthony Miller came in third in receptions there so Allen Robinson is the guy you know 102 receptions uh Darnell Mooney was the next closest with 61 I mean it's not even close guys so Allen Robinson's the main guy here he's over a thousand yards for the season uh actually he hit 1250 for the year on average depth of target of 12.3, and that's the difference, guys. You look at some guys, you know, Keenan Allen, some of these other guys, it's like, oh, these are, these guys are possession receivers, possession receivers. They're going to catch a lot of balls, uh, you know, but the, it's not the quality balls, things like that. Guys, he was over 10 yards per, per catch. He's 12.3 yards per catch. That's efficient, and it's big playmaking ability there. So I'm super excited for what he's doing on the field. You know, six touchdowns, could have had a little bit more. He went to Jimmy Graham. They went to Jimmy Graham in the, in the end zone. You know, because he, he's a big guy at tight end, so he caught eight, which led the team. But second was Allen Robinson from a reception standpoint. And 78 yards per game. I mean, dang, guys, that's that's great. That's great. I love to see it. Uh, 339 yards uh, after the catch. And so that's really good on the season as well. Darnell Moody is a big physical guy, and he had only one yard less than that. So that's the big plus to Darnell Moody is he can't get that ball and, and shed some hits, shed some tackles, and move on. Um, defensively, man, this team is very strong defensively. I love what they're bringing in there. You know, they traded for Khalil Mack years ago. Uh, they've been built around him. And I really think they've got a great opportunity to play well. You know, Roquan Smith played very well. Danny Trevathan played well last year, uh, second on the team in tackles. Roquan Smith was led the team in tackles at 139 tackles. And so this team, I think, has a really good chance there as long as they can shore up some of the line okay Khalil Mack was doubled he wasn't as much of a factor if you can put another couple guys on the line there and let Khalil Mack get free because I mean he played on the line he played linebacker I mean he's a big guy to play linebacker but you got to get that line short up a little bit more if they can grow develop a little bit they'll get after the quarterback and I'm telling you this will be a defense if not the defense to watch during the season so Super excited about this. Uh, Very good team, and I'm excited to see what they can do this season. Don't underestimate them. The Packers, moving on. Obviously, there's been so much going on with the Packers this offseason with Aaron Rodgers and you know Aaron Jones. They didn't know if they were going to beside him. They did. And then, obviously, Devontae Adams having issues uh, as of late that has now apparently resolved as Aaron Rodgers signing on. Here's the thing, guys. We told you early on when all of this was happening with Aaron Rodgers. Aurora and I both told all of you that – Aaron Rodgers is going to play for the Packers. He will be back. He will be playing another season for the Packers. And we said that from the beginning. We never faltered in that. And, uh, yeah, that is holding true. So he did He did come back. He is now on layaway. Uh, they've they've got him for one more year before someone else has a chance to go get him. And it's all going to depend on you know how they do this season, the success, success that they have, as to whether or not they are going to be able to keep Aaron Rodgers and things like that. But uh, he's definitely making some moves, brought in Randall Cobb from a receiving standpoint. I don't think that's going to be a huge you know, deal maker there uh, to really progress him in any way. But uh, really, really good team, efficient, you know, (laughs) made it far last year. That's for sure. You know, so as far, you know, from a stat standpoint, if you look at it, I mean, they're bringing back most of their guys, if not all of them. Um, You know, they did move a few from a receiving standpoint and stuff like that. And that's fine. They're guys that, you know, didn't have to really stay there. But, um, you know, Aaron Jones coming back to lead the backfield. Jamal Williams did move on. And uh, that's fine. I don't think that's a huge loss because A.J. Dillon should be there to step in and make some moves. A.J. Dillon was 5.3 yards per carry on 46 attempts. Jamal Williams had 119 attempts, 4.2 yards per carry. And so I think A.J. Dylan will come in and be able to be a good uh, reserve back out there uh, coming out of the backfield. And He can catch the ball a little bit too. You know, I think that's a little underrated by him. But he can, he can definitely get out there and catch the ball a little bit out of the backfield. He only had two receptions all the season, but he only had two targets. So he caught everything thrown his way. Again, that's only two passes, so that's not saying much. But, hey, he did that. Um... From a receiving standpoint, now you look at Devontae Adams. Again, coming back 1374 on the season. That's 1,374 yards on the season. Uh, really great opportunity there. You know, he had 115 receptions on 149 targets. Next closest is not close at all. Robert Tanyan had 52 uh, receptions on 59 targets. Very efficient. Um, but then Marquez Valdez-Scanley... Um, Really, really came in third, but you know, Aaron Jones caught a lot of cheap, uh, you know, short balls out of the backfield. Um, but Marcus Valdez Scantling was 33 receptions, 63 yards. Obviously, I think he needs to drop, he needs to stop a little bit of those drops out there, um, get a little more efficient with it. But he averaged 20.9 yards per catch, and so that's that's really big, obviously. Now, Devontae Adams had 18 touchdowns, 18. Okay, Robert Tony had 11. And Marcus Valdez Scantling had six for the season. Those are all returners, guys. So we'll see what happens. I think they're going to be really good this season. Uh we'll see what they do with Randall Cobb. But again, they're just running it back, getting one more season uh, with Aaron Rodgers and see what they can do. It's hard to get to the Super Bowl. It's hard to do that and get there. Uh Aaron Rodgers has been there for a long time and, and they, you know, they haven't been there in a, in a little while before last season. So Let's see. Let's see what happens if they can get back. I think they have just as good of an opportunity as they did last year to get there. So there's nothing really holding them back anymore more than that. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Green Bay Packers. Okay? Now, moving on, we will talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Minnesota Vikings, strong team, uh, you know, everybody wants to sit and harp, you know, not consistent quarterback performance, and and that's true, that's true, it's not a consistent quarterback performance, but here's the thing, you get what you pay for, well, not what you pay for, because you're paying quite a bit for him, but you get what you expect from Kirk Cousins, you know there's, there's going to be inconsistencies there, you know this guy isn't going to go out there and give you 350 passing yards every single game. You know that's not going to happen, so why are people complaining and saying, oh my gosh, you know he's so inconsistent, they're never going to win. Guys, they definitely think they can win like that because that's what they brought in. He was the same exact player in Washington when he played there, so there's no different. There's uh, more talent around him from a receiving standpoint, Uh, from a defensive standpoint. I think they've definitely broken down from where they were, say, three, four years ago, and I think that's been the bigger challenge for me. They can step up and do whatever they want on offense, but the thing is, you're going to be struggling on the defensive end, and that, I think, is really what is holding them back. You know, you look at it. Kirk Cousins, he went over 4,000 yards. That's great. That's great. That's what you want. That's what you want to see out of your starter. He did his thing. He played all 16 games, 67% completion percentage. That's not bad, guys. There's nothing wrong with that. So that, that was done really well. You know, Dalvin Cook, 1,557, over 1,500 yards rushing the ball. Five yards per carry. So it could be a bit higher. You know, you think about a standout year, that's not as huge a a yards per carry that you would think about someone with those numbers, but he rushed the ball 312 times. God, they rode him. They rode Dalvin Cook okay, all last season, and I think that's fine, but again, if your defense is lacking a bit, you're not going to be able to win that way, and I think that is what was really holding them back, now, he had 16 touchdowns, that's a big number, really great, I think that might regress a little bit, I always expect regression when somebody has a big year like that, but yards per game, 111 yards per game, that is a monster, dominating player last season, okay, only other guy that you would expect to be there, or uh, be above that right now, is Christian McCaffrey, Which rightfully so, but who knows? We'll see what happens with Dalvin Cook um, returning to the team and Alexander Madison still there doing his thing. Uh, But yeah, backfield staying the same, receiving everything staying the same really there too. You know, Uh, I mean they did add a couple guys, but you know no big factors I think from a receiving standpoint. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen are the main guys that they're they have coming back on the team. If you look at that, um, pretty pretty comparable numbers to each other. Um, you know it's not as huge of a disparity as you see from other teams 88 receptions 74 receptions Justin Jefferson leading the way uh, leading the way in targets as well uh, 125 to 108 and then you look at the yards 1400 to 925 Adam Thielen so close to a thousand yards receiving did not hit there but average depth of target 12.5 for Adam Thielen and 15.9 for Justin Jefferson Justin Jefferson played really well but here is the outlier to balance it out for the two. Adam Thielen had 14 touchdowns, guys, and Justin Jefferson only had seven. Now, Jefferson, he does need to work on creating some space, making some of those bigger catches in the end zone, and and they'll feel that out. You know, I think that Kirk Cousins will get a little more confidence in him, but Adam Thielen is the go-to guy in the red zone, as we can see here, okay? 87 yards per game for Jefferson. And 61.7 yards per game for Adam Thielen. So these guys are definitely doing their thing. Uh, they they are both amazing players. Probably one of the best, if not the best, wide receiving duo in the NFL. From a defensive standpoint, like I said, they have went down a little bit. You know, I think they need to improve there. Uh, hopefully they uh you know have done enough things in free agency and in the draft stuff like that to bolster their defense because to me that's where they're lacking, not really on offense, because I think their offense is clicking and playing pretty well. Now, moving on to the Detroit Lions. There's not really much to say about the Detroit Lions, guys. There's there's really not. Um it, it's really kind of sad. It's really kind of sad to talk about the Detroit Lions because, you know, they moved on from Matthew Stafford. You know, they they weren't an amazing team by any means last year and uh, moved on from Matthew Stafford, their franchise quarterback, for, you know, 10-plus years there and uh, finished the season over 4,000 yards. And, uh, you know, obviously there arguments on how good that the, you know, how good that the line was. Uh, the defense not really helping to back anything there, uh, so they're coming out tired. I mean, still putting up 4,000 yards, that's that's huge, that's huge. So, uh, completion percentage, 64.2, down a bit from some of the other guys we've seen in this division, but, uh, you know, played, played well, did his thing as always, uh, averaged 262 yards per game, and yeah, they have moved on to Jared Goff now. You know, a lot of people are going to sit there and say, this is an improvement. Uh, It's a step up. But uh, I'm telling you guys that it's not. Um, You know, Jared Goff is, yeah, he's younger. But he cannot win you games. Someone else has to win you games. And on a team like the Detroit Lions, the quarterback has to win you games. Because they ain't going to get wins from other places. That's for sure. DeAndre Swift stepped up, had an amazing year from a running standpoint. Uh, DeAndre Swift had 521 yards on 114 carries, 4.6 average yards per carry. So if you look at it, they just didn't run the ball. They didn't run the ball all that much, guys. And I think he would have had much better numbers if they did run the ball more. But he was used a lot as a receiving back, and it's understandable. But he did split a lot of things. And, again, this is Matt Patricia, who was the coach. I, I think it was huge coaching issues last year. I think they had a chance to have a much better run game, better chance to have a better passing game. And Matt Patricia just was not a good coach. He was not a good head coach. He did not fit in that in that game plan. And they used all three running backs pretty heavily. You know, Kerryon Johnson, DeAndre Swift, Adrian Peterson, they tried to use all three of them. They were throwing guys in there left and right to play running back. And it just, it just hurt them, guys. I mean, I get, you know, wanting to have a, a running back by committee, but there's some teams that you just don't need to do that. And this is a team I don't think you need to do to do that. I think that DeAndre Swift needed to be your guy. I think he showed you enough. And they I get it. They want to give the, the veteran running back, Adrian Peterson, you know, his time to shine and, and the ability to do his thing. But uh, that time is over. And we'll see what DeAndre Swift does. I feel sad, sad for the guy because this team is definitely moving back. This team is definitely moving backwards. And it uh, really sucks for him to have a chance to you know make some noise get in the playoffs Uh, I definitely don't see that happening now Uh, he was a bright side to look at and then from a receiving standpoint they are all cut up to pieces guys Kenny Galladay moving on Marvin Jones moving on okay Danny Amendola I don't even know I, I say he's moved on too like I can't even remember all the players that are just gone from this team they gutted the wide receiving standpoint they brought in some guys but Look, there's, there's no one really big to talk about here. Um, I will mention one thing. Amon Ross St. Brown uh, coming from coming in as a rookie. Yeah, I mean, he, he could play well. Uh, I, I think he could play well and, and be a good rookie. But look who he's got throwing to him, guys. It's Jared Goff. So this team has a chance to be the worst team in the NFL this year. Uh, definitely right there with Houston, who we have mentioned before on a podcast. And, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where it is at this point for the Detroit Lions. Now, looking into the standings for the division. Right now, our predictions, and again, this might fluctuate a little bit with the preseason. Right now, we believe that the uh, Packers will finish number one. Obviously, Rodgers coming back. They're doing their thing. I think they'll still finish number one. Uh, Vikings number two because uh, I think they will let Dalvin Cook cook and keep doing his thing, and, and that will get them enough to be second in the division. And then the Bears, man, I got them finishing number three. And, again, the only reason that I worry about this is because of the coaching and not understanding how to utilize your team to the best of their ability. I think this quarterback thing, uh, to me, a quarterback controversy going into the season is not a good thing. Is not a good thing. It, it will hurt you. And I think the reason why people think that it's okay and it's healthy and it works is because you see things happen and you see it with other teams and you think, oh, that works. But no, it doesn't. Look at last year. People were saying, oh, the Miami Dolphins, that worked out. No, it didn't. The Miami Dolphins went into the season thinking Ryan Fitzpatrick. And they said, Ryan Fitzpatrick is what we're going to do, okay? Because they shifted things up. They said, Ryan Fitzpatrick, that's our guy. They started playing amazing football. They were on their way to make the playoffs, and then they said, you know what, we can't do this, we need to put Tua in because we can't look stupid for drafting him. So they put Tua in, they started losing games, and then they missed the playoffs. Guys, Miami Dolphins would have been in the playoffs last year if they would have played Ryan Fitzpatrick. It was not the best for the team. It wasn't good. Okay, They went into the year solidly with thinking they were going to go one direction. Okay, And then it changed. That's okay. But would you go into the season with a quarterback controversy to start the season look at the bears last year it doesn't work out it doesn't work out i'm telling you okay when you go into the season and you got a quarterback controversy going into the season especially with rookies big upside and stuff it's not going to work out okay same thing with the chargers last year they went into the season and they said all right tyrod taylor is our guy he's our starter he's our guy that's it and then something changed. They had to put him in last minute, and it worked out because they had a guy they were going with. right? It wasn't a big, huge controversy to start the season. They had their guy, and they went with him. If you start out the season, you're wishy-washy. You're going back and forth, and you're, you're sitting there, and you're playing Andy Dalton. You know you're going to switch to Justin Fields. People are waiting for it. That doesn't help you. That doesn't help you. It, it, it makes controversy in the locker room. It changes your schemes. It, it changes up the whole way you want to play the game. And I really think that that's going to hurt the team. So I think the coaching, the indecisiveness of the coaching, being able to put players in positions that they want to put them in, I think it's going to hurt them. I think that they're not going to be able to win games because of some of these things being distractions. So Bears got them at number three. And then the Detroit Lions, again, not much to say here. They gutted the team. Definitely a rebuild, and they're definitely going to finish the bottom of the division. I will put money on that for days that they're going to finish the bottom of the division. But, um... Yeah, that's it. So, uh, we will wrap up the NFC North. And then, uh, yeah, tomorrow you guys will hear from us on the NFC East. Definitely a division we love to talk about here, um, on the podcast as Aurora and, uh, her, her grandparents are, Aurora's grandparents are big, big Washington fans. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about the NFC North tomorrow or NFC East tomorrow. Wrapping up the NFC North today. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe. You got our Facebook email below. Uh, reach out. Let us know what we can do to make the podcast entertaining for everybody out there. And again, really appreciate all the support from y'all. Thank you. Have a great one.